Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's I Lied My Face Off. Dun 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 dun. Set the scene for you. Mm-hmm. It's the Prairie Ridge High School Talent Show 2002. The audience is filtering in. The stage is set. The curtains open up to the Dean Boyder Trio. Mm-hmm. Dean Boyder on the drums. Carl Hay on the guitar. And Tim Crisp on bass and vocals. Da-na-na. Yeah, we played this. How did that go? It goes two, 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 four, five, five. I tell you what, we tore the house down, and 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 we. It was not. It was not out of uh it was not out of sheer talent it was out of will because mm-hmm. we had our difficulties we had a lot going against us you had carl he tried to jump at a point and he almost oh, no. fell over going into the first chorus but me i held tight eyes on the prize i didn't look at anything and uh and then we get to the bridge and this is the moment that you're all wondering about. Mm-hmm. Head like an empty sterile room. Somehow I made a mess. Like watching newborn babies crack from work-related stress. I'm bad luck. I can't breathe. Got no reflection today. Yeah. And then I stayed down next time I got hit by a train. And boom, we powered through it. And you know what? Here's the thing. Our friends were in the band Aimer 590, and uh, and they didn't make the cut. They didn't make the cut for the talent show that year. So you know what we did? We all wore Aimer 590 shirts. Subversive. And this was a big. This was a big uh, performance for us because you see what was hot uh, a year ago was the Alkaline Trio. That's mm-hmm. what everybody was into. Uh, there was a there was this band called No Left Turn. They were like a little bit older than than us, and they were like, they were the ones. They were the people, yeah. And between the talent show the year before, where they played Stupid Kid, mm-hmm. and this one, two thousand and two, they all got mohawks. They all started listening to Anti Flag. They were too cool. They played. They played Underground Network, and uh, and then there was uh, the Assault, uh, the freaking copycats who used to sound just like No Left Turn, but then they changed their name uh, to, from whatever to the Assault, and then they played Nine One One for Peace, and I was like, you know what, you know what, fuck your trendy shit. This is this is what I love. Fuck and look your anti flag. Look at me. Look at me right now. I got an alkaline trio podcast. Any of them got an anti flag podcast? 
I'm going to guess no. That's right, because this is As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, and I'm Tim Crisp, and there wasn't a winner of that talent show, but I will tell you what, I fucking won. Well, with that said, uh, I'm David Anthony, your co-host of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Everyone, uh, if you want to congratulate Tim on uh, you know his stunning performance at the 2002 Prairie Ridge talent show i can still play that thing on the bass go no 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 he's uh at better yet pod better yet pod at better yet pod and you can uh you can tell him maybe if you get if you go to him enough you'll get him to do his own little solo cover of that oh yeah i could still play that um yeah on the guitar because i only played bass then because i was like i was like oh guitar i heard you got to play more than one string at a time i don't want to do that so i'll play the bass yeah I mean, that's how most people start on bass yes um hey uh but thank you for for joining us uh this week on as you were a podcast about alkaline trio and where, tim crisp's uh, assorted triumphs right and, and and we are discussing the winner of another patreon poll what is a patreon poll tim you see patreon first of all it's a great way for anyone out there listening to help us continue to do the show to support us in our efforts to talk about the time that we uh, played a song at the talent show or to talk about any other alkaline trio song that you might be interested in hearing us about or if you pledge over on patreon.com slash as you were you can hear us talk about more things more more Mm. uh you want to hear us talk about 10 best records of chicago punk of all time i would love to hear that well if you pledge over on patreon.com slash as you were you can listen to us talk about that we got some other things uh that we plan on talking about maybe we'll talk about uh talent show 2004 i played picture in the paper by uh was new amsterdam's hmm interesting Mm -hmm. yeah well got into that band yeah, not missing much. He writes the same song. Yeah, um, and he's very pretentious about it. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, but we are doing a poll every week for the week of December. Every week for the month of December. <laughs> the week of December <laughs> on Patreon. Um, every week that we do this show this month, it's going to be a song that's decided upon in a poll. We had a uh, contentious race last week. Mm-hmm. This week, fucking just, it, it was never close. Yeah. I feel like that's happened a lot where I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know what people are going to go with it. I'm like, oh, yes, the, the popular one. Well, Who would have thought? you got to think that there are a lot of people who are out there who remember when the I Lied My Face Off EP was the poll. That is true. Four songs, and was that the one that we had to do, the tiebreaker? Because it was between Bleeder and I Lied My Face Off. Yeah. And Bleeder won out on the tiebreaker poll, so you know you had people that were there that were like, all right, yeah, I Lied My Face Off again. If it doesn't get there this time, I'm just going to snap. And guess what? You don't have to snap. You don't have to crack under work-related stress because we are going to talk about this song uh the titular track from their 1999 ep and and interestingly enough coming off of god damn it a record that is 
predominantly Matt. Dan's yes. songs are sort of like a the, the feeling is like, hey, I got a couple songs too. If uh, you want to, if you want to throw guys. them in here, I know that you got a good thing going. I know that I'm the new guy, but maybe I could. Guys, maybe it's a 12 track record, and uh, and then we get a follow up EP, split down the middle, two Dan songs, two Matt songs, Dan with the title track, and Dan with the darkest shit that has ever uh happened yeah i um man this song's lyrics are weird yeah in a way where i'm like you've never done that before and you never did it again you were like clearly going through a thing uh god there's so many weird parts of the song just like musically lyrically fucking the end of it there's there's a lot of stuff happening in this where i the first time i heard it i was like i don't know what this is and then 15 seconds later they rang out the chord again (laughs) one of my favorite things they do it's so good but just like how minor chord this chorus is Mm -hmm. it's just like very all brutal kind of it's very pounding in a yeah way. it's it's really freaking rough and i always liked you know and this is this is perspective that you really can only get by playing and performing this song but, but of the, course the way that the verse starts it's still the intro riff but by the time you get to uh what does it go it goes e f sharp g by when you get to the g that's when the vocals come Mm -hmm. in so it's like a truncated uh a little bit of the intro but it just leads into the verse yeah and yeah dan's setting a stage and it's just getting stranger and stranger also like the vocal performance on this Mm -hmm. is it's it's a side of Dan that never really comes back out. No, I mean, he, before this and after this, was always more of a singer. And this one, he's kind of his belt in it, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, and I go back to that chorus a lot because it's just that, like, heavy kind of drum stomp, and he's just kind of almost screaming as close as he gets to that. And it's it's weird to me because this is not this is not what I'm used to out of him. And it feels so singular to me in their discography, like more than any other song, maybe in their canon. This is the one that I'm always like, that song just feels like an island. It really does. And it. I think that I um, have always read it as kind of Dan comes into this band, right? And he is a part of something that has a different energy than his previous bands that he was writing songs for. Totally. And message from kathleen feels like it's so independent from god damn it but this yes. feels like it's this song feels like it's independent from uh from dan's contributions to the record because it's almost like dan is out matting matt on this yeah no absolutely absolutely i mean <clears throat> excuse me um this is as as we discussed in the bleeder episode i feel like the b-side of this EP bleeder and I live my face off is one of the darkest things they have on record, but this is just such a unique combination of factors. Like even that man guitar part is something Matt doesn't really do. Mm-hmm. He's not really playing guitar like Matt Skiba on this song. Yeah. Um, 
it's the one that feels most like a very, you know, this is the benefit of hindsight and obviously I wasn't there, but it feels like a concerted effort to be like, we should do something different. We should do something weird because every choice in this is fucking weird. Right. Because, you know, you follow the first chorus with dunna, 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 dunna. Yeah, and then, and then, then roll back, back into in. It and the and the pick slide and And I mean even Glenn's playing in those sections is not super Glenn. Right. It's it's a really interesting track just because, you know, it it comes in so loud, it gets quiet, it goes into this chorus that just doesn't seem like an alkaline trio chorus, and then this like fucked up synthetic bridge that mm-hmm. You know, that image of the empty sterile room is it's kind of, I think, what permeates like throughout the way that bridge sounds. Yeah. You know, it's it, it takes you to a place. Oh, and just the imagery of that, the empty sterile room, the newborn babies cracking. from You know, it's just like those are such weird places to go to and so specific. It's yeah. such a, it's such a specifically weird way to articulate whatever this feeling you're having is you know this isn't you know uh king of pain or like or i always call it that the this is getting over you right which is is a more direct version of like okay like i see the moves here or message from kathleen or whatever this is like a i don't know what you're talking about and i don't know if i want to right the the it's it's hard to get an idea of like what the original uh you know motivation for this is but like the aspects of self-harm mm-hmm. and just which how, is really heavy in this yeah and mm, there was you know there was a reason that we played this song yeah it was um uh, i i didn't expect this to come out um so you know I we've we've discussed the, what this band is. What this band yes. is when you're in high school and you're you're in a really dark place and and I, I think that I this is this was probably the first instance I think of 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 hearing music that hit imagery as bleak and as uh colored as mm-hmm. as I'd ever heard before. I wasn't really into um you know any other bands that were doing this i wasn't into like uh heavier music that kind of explores aspects of self-harm and this was also maybe before like a taking back sunday would come and just turn it into uh dollar signs well i mean i i would say like if we're talking about at that time maybe the only other game in town is going to be saves the day yeah which is a very different type of thing right because it's though personal it's directed outward this is all very internal hatred is all a very internal version of wanting to hurt yourself, not anyone else necessarily. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've talked about it before, but I think though there are examples of that in Alkaline Trio's body of work, it's not the dominant thing. It's much more of an exception. Right. And I've always I've always appreciated that when they dive into that, it's it's about the self. It's about that internal struggle. As opposed to, well, fuck you, you know? Right. And I think that's that's what makes these songs often very uncomfortable. It makes them what they are and beautiful and makes them stick. But, like, it makes hearing a song like this the first time or, like, 
kind of delving into it, it's why it's such like a oh shit kind of moment. Yeah, and I mean, I think I, I think I can pinpoint hearing this for the first time, and you know, it's on headphones. It's on my way to school. Yeah, uh, it's early in the morning. I'm not happy. I'm not happy about anything that's happening in my life, and here it is. Yeah, and yeah, I think that there's it. it it's interesting to watch how that how songs about self-harm have evolved Uh, sure my my sister comes from a my sister's adopted Mm. her life before uh she became my sister is was very bleak and yeah and she struggled a lot and one of the things that she really had was music Mm. and we're talking about uh you know sleeping with sirens i'm familiar with the name i've seen sleeping with sirens in concert i took Great. her um they covered iris that was cool okay multiple times during that show they dedicated songs to fans mm-hmm. who'd taken their own lives hmm. and I was so disgusted in that because you are talking to a group of people who are dealing with shit. They're coming to your music yeah, and they're seeing it as a place to be understood and you are weaponizing that. You are providing a platform for, for people to be remembered in a specific way yeah i mean i could see there being a good intention to that but it sounds like that's not the way to do that i'm you know i'm so much older than her that i'm like a parent so yeah, i hear no, that totally. and i'm like don't give her an idea that, of like this is how you're gonna get attention this is how not that you know but yeah like, absolutely the, the way you are seen by us is if Mm-hmm. something awful happens and you don't want that to be what it is right and if you want to have a message that is against that it's <clears throat> i think with all things you have to be if you're going to be honest in art you have to be showing what is real to you right right and sometimes that is very bleak and sometimes that is very dark and sometimes that is something that is maybe not the thing that you should be putting out to the world right however I never got the feel from this song or this band that they were encouraging you to follow any of these things. Yeah, absolutely not. And I think like that experience of of seeing that and seeing the way that that was done and the way that it was presented to 15-year-old girls and totally. and looking back and I, I that provided a hard look at Alkaline Trio for me because I put myself there and was like, sure. okay, what was I identifying with when I was hurting myself? And and I had this, you know, sort of 72-hour discussion with myself. I was like, was the Alkaline Trio good for me? And in some aspects, you know, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's, it made like a, being a drunk mess look a little bit more appealing than it really is and i have a big beef with bands who now literally that's their entire thing yeah but to jump in like 
I think this is the start of a self-examination within Dan that surfaces in the material that I find really compelling. With this, maybe I'll catch fire the song, and then obviously going up to like 100 stories. I think those are three tracks where he's really grappling with a self-hate and a self-harm and the evolution of it. Yeah. Where this is feeling really mired in it, then there's maybe I'll catch fire where he just, you know, wants to fling himself out a window and then there's hundred stories where I was getting bored with hurting myself. Yeah, I, I, I would put Crawl in there too. Crawl's a great I, example. But, you know, there is, there is absolutely, you know, you go back and, and my conclusion in all of it was that this was always honest mm-hmm. and there is something to be deeply, deeply appreciated um, from someone who's, going to speak to you honestly about a thing they're yeah. not going to they're not going to uh glorify things they're not going to uh turn something minor into something major yeah in order to sell more records um this was such a helping hand mm-hmm. and you know i think as you get a little bit older with it and you grow to appreciate someone more for the person that they are. This is a song that, you know, now you look back on it and, and you're like, damn, I hope you are all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's revisiting a lot of this material and getting really like digging into it. It definitely makes me, it it makes me understand why I related to it because of growing up and all that shit. And it's nice to see that they still aren't there. Yeah. You know, and I think it would be inauthentic if they presented it as such. And though that means maybe some of the material I don't love as much, I also don't need that again. And maybe that's good for both of us. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think that you, you grow, you grow with the things that, that helped you grow Mm -hmm. and, and seeing, I think seeing flaws in, in, people that mean a lot to you or or I would say art that means a lot to you. There's always yeah. a separation that's important to to note. But having a having a relationship with it where you are able to analyze and to continue to to look at it and understand it and you know, if the meaning for the meaning for you changes, then allow it to change. Yeah. And to think and be conscious and you know, I I did get a lot from this recent press cycle for Is This Thing Cursed when Dan has spoken about depression and how yeah. he's he's dealt with it um, and he's really facing it now so much differently than he ever did then. And part of that is identifying it. It's identifying it and I imagine his place in life of being a father of just having more life experience. These things don't come to you in those, you know, like very like coming of age movie type of ways of just like, Oh, now I know now it all makes sense. Like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Uh, one person I've been thinking about that a lot with is like Bruce Springsteen, who like that didn't surface in his work and him addressing it until two years ago, three years ago. I am reading that book and you just, you just learn so much about about him as he's learning about himself and i think that's that's what i appreciate about like 
<clears throat> this song is because it's it's that youthful, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out, but maybe I still can't come out and say it. So it's all getting funneled into this four-minute song. But now he's not 20. You know, now he has the vocabulary. Now there is an infrastructure where it is okay to talk about this. And hopefully he's used this work, you know, to address it. And I think that's always really compelling in music when you can see not just artistic growth, but growth of a perspective and a person. And I think looking at someone like Bruce Springsteen, or even in this case of how Dan's evolution of thought and presentation and of these struggles has manifested over the past 20 years has been really compelling to me. Um, even if I don't always love it, at least it's interesting. At yeah. least it's not the same. Yeah, certainly. Certainly is. Um, we are always going to be lucky, I think, to have uh, the the ones that we were able to find uh, who spoke to us and the uh, the people who were gutsy enough to to say it as they felt it yeah what do you rate this song this gets four and a half out of five for me this gets five out of five and a first place trophy in the talent show that i deserved Mm -hmm. uh shout out to dean boyder who listens carl i don't know he's got a kid whatever (laughs) uh he can listen to podcasts too this has been As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. And, God, I only do this uh, because I get so much out of talking to you. Likewise, my friend. And, you know, sometimes sometimes we go in kind of with uh, no real idea other than, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, then we can just talk about the song. And what comes out is something that, uh, God, I feel good about. Me too. So we are so uh, appreciative of any of you who are out there listening and enjoying it and to have people who have made it a part of your weekly routine, something mm-hmm. that you look forward to is is deeply meaningful and it's nice to hear from all of you. Please feel free to email as you were podcast at gmail.com. We're both on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast is also on Twitter. Yeah. At as you were pod, uh, patreon.com slash as you were. It's a way for you to support the show. It's a way for you to vote on what we talk about next week. Yep. Playlist number two. That means good morning, crimson. This addiction, it's all there. It's Not all there addiction. for the taking. Why well, fuck it? Who cares? <laughs> Not me. Um, I just want to get to Draculina, baby. Do you want to hear us talk about a song that we like or a song that we hate? That's what it comes down to. But we like most of them, and we like talking about them. And we're so happy that you're out there and you're you're enjoying the conversation. Please tell a friend, share it however you can, and uh, yeah, have a happy safe beginning of the holiday season as jason isbel said christmas time when folks go off the deep end please keep your heads above water it's a stressful time try to enjoy it and we will be back for you next week we'll talk then thanks guys like watching